And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to Game Notes. I'm Dave DeFore. Tony Jones is here. We were just going over our, our picks from last week and man, ugh, so embarrassing for Tony. I like to call it <laughs> warming up to the season. That's it. You're ramping up. It's early in the year. You're like the Utah Jazz. It's early in the season. I can't expect you to get these games right. And I like to call it the Knicks are the best team in the NBA. <laughs> Knicks are five and three, man. Now that I got that out of my system. Okay, man. So it's time to actually consider what is going wrong. Do we throw out the Knicks game? It is not time to think about that. Oh, hold on. Things are going wrong, though, right? Like, I'm not saying they're unfixable, Things are but going they're not wrong going... in an eight-game okay. sample size. Now, mm -hmm. I will say this. I thought the Jazz completely gave away that Knicks game. Like, I tweeted this, and, and I, I really feel this way. You credit the Knicks, you, they get a lot of credit right. for the way they played down the stretch. But if you're the Jazz, you got to think you gave that game away. You were up 18. Then you started throwing the ball all over the gym. You know, dumb turnovers. Not even turnovers of commission. Just turnover, just turnovers that should just always be avoided. You let the Knicks back into the game. And then you let Austin Rivers cook you. It's one thing for Kyrie Irving to cook you. It's one thing for Devin Booker to cook you down the stretch. Austin Rivers, 14 straight? Okay, now can we talk about, the, I mean, it's not even an elephant in the room. It's something we talked about the very first episode I did. 37 games in 71 days. It's, it's obvious to me that this team is running out of steam. And at the end of that Knicks game, you could just see it. They looked beat. It was the second night right. of back-to-back. -back. They got their butts handed to them by the Nets without Kevin Durant. Like they just, they look like a team that's a little bit out of juice, which is not great when it's, you know, the beginning of January. I mean, whether it's the beginning of January, whether it's May, if you play six games in eight nights, you're going to be tired. It's too much. With two back-to-backs. Like, mm -hmm. you're going to be tired. I mean, the entire game, and I should have tweeted this, but the entire game I was thinking, all right, if the Jazz are going to win this game, they're going to win by double digits. Because if it becomes a possession game down the stretch, the legs are going to take over and the Knicks are going to run right past them. That's basically what happened. You know, I'm expecting another rough game for the Jazz on Friday night. And then mm -hmm. they'll get the next two of the next three days off. It's a rough schedule, but there's no excuse for the turnovers. There's no excuse for the lack of attention to detail that you're seeing on both ends of the floor. I've got some numbers for you, Tony. I'm glad you mentioned turnovers, okay? They are 24th in the league, meaning they are one of the worst teams in the league at turning the ball over. Their turnover rate is almost 16%. Their defensive rating, all right, this is the Utah Jazz who have Rudy Gobert. Their defensive rating currently 110 defensive rating, good for 18th in the league. And you would think, well, you know, they've got that, that very offensive-heavy lineup. Maybe they're just, you know, they're balancing a little bit more. Yeah, they're balancing it because their offense is 15th. They have a negative net rating through eight games. Now, look, I'm not trying to, like, 
say that the sky is falling at all. But these indicators are not good, period, Tony. Like the, the fact that neither their defense or offense is able to show up consistently at this point when they were a team I expected to have a leg up on some of the other competition just because they were in the bubble and then out so early. So some of these numbers have to regress to the mean, right? You would think. I mean, the defense, for sure, it has to. But the Knicks beat them without making threes. Yeah, the Knicks beat them by what? Hitting They hit three threes, right? <laughs> I think they, they hit a few more than that, but it wasn't many. It wasn't many. But they also beat them at the basket. They just absolutely crushed the Jazz in the paint. 60 to 48 was the, the score difference in the paint in that game. So the Jazz, under no circumstance, with Rudy Gobert in the paint, should be letting 60 points in the paint but you would think that i don't know man it, it, julius it randall is really good but it wasn't julius randall it was alfred payton alfred payton living in the paint in the second half austin rivers living in the paint in the second half the jazz turning the ball over and the knicks living in transition i mean that's basically what happened that's how you get a lot of stuff in the paint yeah julius got some stuff in the paint and mitchell robinson got some stuff in the paint and and julius ended up with really 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 good numbers but i thought rudy gobert played well this wasn't on him last night this is oh no 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 definitely not no no no. this is point of attack defense point of attack defense 100 percent. you have got to play better defense at the point of attack you got to keep guys in front of you. You got to be able to get a stop down the stretch. I thought that the Jazz showed some heart last night. I thought that they could have folded it up twice before they actually did fold it up, you know, and then they just like completely ran out of juice. It was a tie game down the stretch, but you know, when you have a team, I keep going back to this juncture. As we're up 18 with two minutes remaining in the first half and the Knicks closed the first half and got within 12. At halftime. Mm-hmm. And that was the key juncture of the game. Because if the Jazz had taken that 18, gotten a really good close, and gotten that 18-point lead to 22-24, instead of it going the other way and going to 12, then the Knicks are like, okay, we don't really have it tonight. We're good. But instead, it goes from 18 to 12 instead of 18 to 20. And the Knicks go on to half like, no, we're fine. All we have to do is just come out and keep doing what we're doing and play hard. And that's what they did. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. It's one of these things, I described it like this, where their legs are currently. The early on in that game, it just felt like they got up to the 18-point lead. And instead of being able to step on the gas and put the game away, they just weren't able to do it. All right, that happens. It's it's the NBA. That's how the game works. After halftime, kind of felt the same way, right? Like they were in control early after halftime. They could not get to the next gear and, and shut down the Knicks. And I'm going to I'm gonna give them a pass. I'm going to blame it on... The back-to-back and the crazy schedule that they've had so far. I think it's impossible, especially just to watch that game, and come away with any major takeaways. I'm going to halfway agree with you, halfway disagree with you. Okay, I agree with you down the stretch, 
I think that the Jazz kind of get a pass because I think that that was by the time we got down the stretch tie game, the Jazz just simply didn't have anything left. That's fine. But I disagree with you because I think that that 18-point lead going to 12 uh, at halftime was completely and 1,000% preventable from the Jazz's perspective. If Mm -hmm. they hadn't gotten loose and started turning the basketball over, if they didn't have a few breakdowns defensively, they could have easily taken that 18-point lead and had it to 22, and it would have been a lot more difficult for the Knicks to come back, even as the Jazz lost their legs. I knew six games in eight nights, you're going to lose your legs at some point in the second half of that back-to-back. But if you're up enough, you should be able to figure out a way to make a shot or two to avoid a team getting all the way back. But when you're up 12 as opposed to up 20, it makes it a lot easier for a team to run past you. So I do think they get a pass for, you know, what happened down the stretch. But what happened closing that first half, I think that if you're the Jazz, you got to be disappointed in yourself. All right. Well, let's be a little bit more positive because it isn't like in the four games that that they played or actually five games since we recorded last week. Um, They lost to the Suns, which, you know, the Suns are really good. But they beat the Clippers and the Spurs, and the Spurs are playing pretty good basketball, um, and the Clippers are the Clippers. So, like, they got two pretty good wins in that stretch. It's just that I think when you bookend it with a loss to Phoenix and then back-to-back losses, it just makes that week feel so much worse, even though you and I even talked about the fact that it was going to be a really hard week for them. Well, I think we look at this week differently if it goes differently, right? Like If they win if one the, more game. No, not even if they win one more game. If the results are the exact same, but it goes differently, then I think we're looking at this differently. If the Jazz come out and they lose to Brooklyn by one, as opposed okay, to right, yes. getting absolutely smoked, and mm-hmm. then the same thing happens last night, they just kind of lose their legs and New York kind of sprints past them you're like okay you look at this thing differently but you know when Kyrie Irving comes out and shoots you know nine for nine from the field and you know just kind of destroys you in the first half and then you're down 35 to 14 at the end of the first quarter you don't show up and then you know the next night you have some of the same lack of attention to detail issues then yeah I think that you look at that differently I look at Tuesday and Wednesday and I say to myself the Jazz did not play well at all. I thought they played well in spurts in the first half against New York. I think that they did not play well at all against Brooklyn. I think they played exceptionally well against San Antonio. And I think that they played really well against the Los Angeles Clippers. But after the San Antonio game, Quinn Snyder told us, hey, yeah, we played really well tonight. But guess what? We really need to do it again and again and again. And we need to have some consistency. And when your coach says on Sunday, we need to have some consistency. And then on Tuesday, you come out and lay an egg. That's not good. So I mean, it's not going to work at all. It's not going to work. So the key for the Jazz right now, they need to find a level. And they need to play at that level every night. And if a team outplays that level, then fine. Good on that team that they played that night. But if they can find a way to play at a level to where they can win 40 or 50 games or however many games that they're going to win this season and get whatever seed in the playoffs they're going to get this season, then that's the key. Right now, what we're seeing is we're seeing the Jazz 
at the top of their game, and then we're seeing the Jazz at their worst. Mm-hmm. And for two games, we saw the Jazz pretty much like be a team that we think could be the second best team in the West. And then for two more games, we saw a team that could very well miss the playoffs. So, you know, where is the consistency? I mean, again, they beat the Clippers and lost to the Knicks in the same week, right? And and I wonder, though, because, you know, the the league at large is seeing kind of odd results. There there are more blowouts than normal. So teams are pulling the plug faster because they're more worried about rest. I think the entire season is going to kind of be like this, where it's this... We don't know who is what and what is who, but I thought I thought I knew who the Utah Jazz were going to be. Now I will I will throw out a number to you. Um, they are currently on on what's considered by NBA tracking data to be open shots, but this is four to six feet open. So these are like contested threes, but not tightly contested threes. Their defense has it has about twelve attempts like that per game, where they're Contested threes, but it's a loose contest. Opponents are shooting 44% on those threes. That's the number one thing that I think that when that luck changes and it drops to, you know, league average or or regresses to the mean, I think all of a sudden they're going to look a lot better against the teams that have been killing them on threes. Um, you know, you look at even that Clippers game, they did a better job of defending the three-point line because the Clippers only got 33 attempts up. But they still hit 40% of them, and that's just some bad defensive luck, I think. Yeah, I know what the numbers say. I don't think that the Jazz are guarding threes well at all. <laughs> they're not doing a – no, no. I'm not saying that they're doing a good job of guarding threes, but I am saying there's a little bit of outlier three-point luck. There's another thing here where you know their, their extreme drop coverage is going to allow teams to walk into more of those threes. So if that point of attack defense never, never gets better – I mean, it just needs to get to where it was last year. You know, you don't need to be uh, – they don't need Frank Nilakina out there. But if they can get that point of attack defense to, to improve, well, now all of a sudden you're cooking. Okay, I got a question for you. I got an answer, hopefully. If you're Quinn Snyder, are you putting Shaq Harrison in your in your rotation? I mean, who's he, t- who's he taking minutes from? Shaq Harrison has become the Utah Jazz fan base favorite backup quarterback. Look, man, fans love the ninth and tenth man on their teams. And, and like, that's that's actually one of the He's not the ninth or tenth man right now. He's more closer to the 13th man. There you go. All right. Perfect. I mean, Mavs fans wanted Willie Cauley-Stein to start after one game where he played six minutes. Now, Willie Cauley-Stein has had a nice start to the season and actually started some games. But, I mean, what has Shaq Harrison done to make you guys think or make Utah fans think that that's the answer? You think it's just they just need to put some defense in there? I mean, I know Royce O'Neal not really doing a great job defensively so far this season. What, are you going to take minutes from him? So that's the that's the main question. Who are you taking minutes from? I mean, I'm looking right now, and I don't. I just don't know. Like, you're not taking away Boyan minutes. Obviously, you're not taking away Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley. Nope. Uh, Joe Ingles? Nope. I doubt it. I mean, you can't cut into Jordan Clarkson's minutes. And uh, George Niang is barely playing. So where are the minutes coming from? That's a good question. I, I, I'm not sure that you've got a spot for him unless you're taking away from Royce O'Neal. And Quinn Snyder plays nine guys. That's what he does. Pretty much like every other NBA coach. Yeah. So unless somebody's going to sit or you're going to really pull a bunch of minutes from Royce O'Neal, I don't know. Would you pull minutes from Royce O'Neal? No. Yeah. Not at all. So you just asked me that so that we could – 
basically just shut Eliminate down that idea. Shaq? Yeah. <laughs> shut, shut down that idea. <laughs> I'm I'm asking you because it is a God's honest. Shaq Harris is a nice player, man. He, he's a nice it player. Is a frequently asked question and during games first of all here's my point if you're asking me while austin rivers is cooking you why isn't shaq harrison playing <laughs> the answer to my, that question for me is going to be you should not need shaq harrison to stop austin rivers from cooking you yeah definitely not that's unacceptable right austin rivers scoring 14 consecutive points down the stretch on your team on your defense hitting open threes hitting contested threes if austin rivers gets you for 14 consecutive points in a fourth quarter of a game then you deserve to lose the game and shaq harrison's not solving that problem by the way he's a nice player but he's like an 11th 12th man anyway the guy that just means that the guys that are in your rotation in your top eight just need to place a better defense that's yeah. pretty much what that means. Yeah. Again, and people like to make this an indictment on Rudy, but Rudy's doing his job. Rudy's playing fantastic. Well, Rudy was very bad against Brooklyn, but that yeah. was his only clunker of the cooked. season. Yeah. Jared Allen cooked him, but that, that was his clunker of the season. Seven of the eight games of the season, Rudy Gobert has been playing at an all-NBA level. So, But I know the NBA Twitter was waiting for that eighth game, and Brooklyn was that eighth game. Well, you can't be too successful or make too much money because you know that's when right. perception has to change. Look. The Jazz are playing D, D basketball at this point. You know at some point it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I expect it to. They'll start playing better and they'll start winning a lot of games. You know, they're 4-4 four and four playing D basketball to me, you know. So there are so many people that say, well, is it time to panic? I'm like, dog, you're at game eight of a 72-game regular season. Definitely not time to panic. Definitely but there are some trends that are not favorable that they need to reverse. And the number one thing is that point of attack defense has got to get better. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Speaking of records, okay, Tony. Now, we didn't pick the Knicks game last week. We should have. You managed to go one and three on the week. I want to recount. Yeah, your one correct guess was the loss to Brooklyn, which I also had. But I also had the loss to Phoenix and the win against San Antonio. So I was three and one. On the season, I'm five and two to your three and four. Now, I don't think you should panic, Tony. I just think that you should pick better. Okay, that's it. Don't panic, just pick better. They've got the Milwaukee Bucks Friday, and um, the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks are just on a different tier. I, I expect them to lose this game, uh, but there are ways that they can that they can bother the Bucks, and, and they've got to take advantage of the open three point looks that you know are going to be there. If if Utah can shoot 
as well as I, we know that he can. I mean, we saw Mike Conley had that great game against the Clippers. If he has another big game, Utah could easily win this game. Uh, who are you picking? I'm big in the Bucks. Yeah, me too. Okay. You know, I'm just trying to sell some hope here. Well, I mean, keep going. <laughs> well, I did it. If they can, if they can shoot the lights out, we know that they can defend theoretically. If they can shoot the lights out, let's just go past they can the win. Bucks. There's a game on Sunday. All right. So the next three games, I think they could pick up all three, even even with the back to back in there. They've got the Pistons. The Cavs and the Wizards. That should be three wins. If the Jazz lose tomorrow and pick up all three wins, they come back home seven and five. You come back home seven and five, and you come back home four and three on the road trip. You gotta think that that's that's acceptable, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's definitely acceptable. So I'm gonna pick the Jazz to win all three of those games. Okay, so we we we're mirrored this week with the possible exception of Washington Wizards. Because that's on the back-to-back, and the Wizards play at an insane pace. And every perimeter player cooks the Jazz, so we're talking about Bradley Beal here. But then again, the Wizards can't stop a nosebleed. That's right. Utah might score 150 in that game. Yeah, or they should. So I'm going to pick the Jazz to go 3-1. and one. I, I picked the Jazz to beat the Wizards, the Cavs, and the Pistons. And lose to the Bucks, and we'll have to stop NBA Twitter from going all the way to DefCon One after tomorrow night when they go for when they drop to four and five on the season. I think they'll be okay. Look, losing to the Bucks, you know, almost everybody loses to the Bucks except for the Heat. <laughs> hey, listen, the Bucks and Jazz have similar issues defensively. You let teams walk into that many threes, and you're going to have nights where teams are going to get hot and it's going to burn you, and you're going to have nights where they're not. And you're going to win. And I, I think that um, it is an interesting case for the difference between regular season basketball and playoff basketball. When you look at how both of these teams have tended to fare in the playoffs and the things that have actually hurt them in the playoffs, it's worth looking at what Utah is willing to do to mix up their defensive coverages as the season progresses because we know that drop coverage doesn't work in the playoffs. Well, I think that – what you need to look, what we need to look at in the, in the next two weeks, is sort of trends, right? Like right now, the Jazz are not guarding very well per, on the perimeter defensively. Does that get better? So you see, Drew Holiday. I'm not going to count Giannis because Giannis plays a lot on it. I mean, well, he plays all over the floor, but he's he's an interior. I mean, so you're going to see Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook. Colin Sexton and possibly Darius Garland. Colin Sexton may be out. He tweaked his ankle. So uh, the Cavs are going to, that should be an easy game for them. And the last time they saw Derrick Rose, he dropped 50 on him. (laughs) And now they got Jeremy Grant, number one guy to deal with. So does the perimeter defense get a lot, get better? Do the turnovers get it better? The turnovers absolutely have to get better at this point. It can't get much worse. So the turnovers have to get better and start executing better on both ends of the floor. And do Donovan Mitchell and Bojan Bogdanovic break out of what have been season-long shooting slumps for them and start you know, actually playing like Donovan Mitchell and Bojan Bogdanovic? That's what they need. That's what they need. Uh, you know, the question marks coming out of the bubble, it seemed like Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell were were kind of put into the same questionable box, real? right? Is this, is real? this real? Is it not? Jamal Murray has shown us that it's at least closer to real than fake, and Donovan hasn't really shown us any of what he showed us in the bubble. Maybe, maybe I guess he had that one game that was like, okay, maybe he can do this, but uh, definitely going to need to 
to see more of that. Some breaking news from the Jazz as of now. Jazz injury report as of today for tomorrow's game against Milwaukee. Joe Ingles is questionable with right Achilles soreness. Derek Favors is probable with right knee soreness. Two-way player Jarrell Brantley is out, not with the team. He just had a baby. And Jawan Morgan is out for health and safety protocols. Mm. Well, that doesn't change anything for me. Uh, I think they're going to lose to the Bucks anyway, and then win the next three. It's a big deal if Joe uh, if Joe Ingles doesn't play. Yeah, you know he, he's kind of like the NBA's version of Iron Man. Yeah, I mean that, that's a big loss for them, but I, I think that it doesn't it doesn't change anything against Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee still wins that game. They should be able to withstand the loss of Joe Ingles for three games against. Detroit, Cleveland, and, and Washington. Right. And if you can't, now you got bigger problems, right? You got to figure out, okay, so there's there's clearly a, a big issue on the offensive end. Right. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for this week's Game Notes. Don't forget to uh, you know tweet at Tony and rub in that I'm just going to win this whole competition we've got going on. Technically, I could just make the exact same picks as you for the rest of the season. And I would beat you by two games, Tony. You realize that? I could totally just cheat for the rest of the Not even cheat, but cheat the spirit of the game by just picking the exact same games as you. I won't do it. I promise I won't do it, Tony. Nurse Lee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm Look, I, I like to think I'm, I'm honorable at, uh, at games like this. And so I won't do that. Uh, but I am going to win. And it's going to be great. So, guys, make sure you tweet at Tony and, uh, and rub that in. And if you got any questions for us, Always hit up Tony for those because uh, it helps point us in the right direction as far as content for the show goes. So we always love that. One of these weeks we got to just do, we we'll just got to take a bunch of questions. We got to do a mailbag. Well, we need to wait until we got a larger sample size though. Because Tony, I don't know if you know this, but an eight game sample size is just not very big. It's not very big at all. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's Game Notes. Tony, I'll talk to you next week. Talk to me next week. Definitely. For sure. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.